do 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 ba da 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 insert low budget music here because we have no money for the music do 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 ba da 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 welcome everybody to the tangible house show i am your host nick sabatello where i'm having face-to-face conversations with talented creatives who share with us their own incredible life experiences if you're enjoying the show be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe you can follow us on instagram at tangible house and reach out to us on email via contact at tangiblehouse.com. This episode is with Rose Smith, model and photographer. I first discovered Rose through her beautiful, lovely self-portrait series that she has started to do, and she shares with us some of those behind-the-scenes details of of how she does it (laughs) and why she does them and what she has gotten out of them and how far she would like to take this series and also just her work as a photographer in general. She shares with us a little bit about modeling and she's been she's been doing it for 10 years now and what that has taught her and how she has grown from from being a model. There's a lot of a lot of wisdom that Rose shares that we can all learn from. And without further ado, let's jump right into the talk with Rose so you all can get inspired. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm go. like low nervous because my first two I told you were like good friends of mine. <laughs> but it's funny because I mean with social media and stuff, you can kind of get a uh, a hint of somebody. I can tell you're not like high maintenance or anything <laughs> like that. You're a great you're a great a great cook and you uh, have a love for film photography, so I do. Yeah, I think I'll get along great. Uh, I kind of want to talk about your self-portrait series to start. Yeah. Um, did you bring your camera with you? Where are you right now? Um, we. I'm like two hours out of New York in like Woodstock town. What's your accent? Uh, Australian. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you bring your camera? I did, but I. I wasn't expecting to be up here like this long. Um, so I, I didn't really bring much film and I didn't bring the most important piece of a self portrait, which Your is tripod? like, I have my tripod, but I uh. don't have the, the bit that like connects it to it. Oh, so I'm my friend. You could tape that thing or something. Yeah. Maybe. So I, I did, I did shoot. I just kind of like balanced it on there, but it's not the same. I mean, when I first, I was just like putting it on rocks and stuff. So yeah. When I first saw your self portraits. I was like, is this really a self-portrait? Because I don't know how she did this. It's like perfectly, <laughs> it's perfectly in focus. You're like, most of the time you're far away from the, the camera too. Do you normally just put it at like a high aperture so it's all in focus? Um, I mainly shoot like... Tell me your dirty secret. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just like a point and shoot. Um, well, I started like that. So I started on like a little Olympus and... Um, yeah, so that kind of does everything for you. Yeah. But um, yeah, then I started. I got an F three, so that I started. I used to, I used like, to have that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's great. Um, it's it's hard to do the focus though. Um, but mm. I, I don't know. Like, however it turns out, sometimes it's it works. <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking in my head that maybe you were like finding a landmark. Like you were basically behind the camera first and maybe you found something and found it in focus and then you went out to the landmark, you know what I mean? I've done that as well. Like I do that too. And um or if someone's with me, like I'll have them stand in and I'll focus mm. on them. And then yeah, that works. But it's been like a lot of I mean, I don't know anything about photography. So it's been a lot of um yeah. trial and error. But it's also fun because there's been like unexpected things that come out, which I'm like, oh. oh, that's really cool like that. But yeah, it's fun. Have you ever gotten like a whole entire rollback that was like out of focus? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I have too. It's yeah. Not... And I still didn't, I like got rid of my camera after that and I bought a new one because I was like, this, <laughs> this little... thing's messed up. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was because I was shooting in water and it was mm, the light yeah. was reflecting on it so it was um right where the light was that was in focus and i wasn't mm. is all i could think of but um i haven't yeah. sh- it was underwater no not in- underwater oh, okay. just like 
it was like at a little stream so and that was like at sunset so there was like all these light reflections close enough that i can grab it i think is my friend's underwater camera that he had um loaned me for a shoot when i went out to catalina and um didn't even get a chance to use it though because uh the model my friend uh she had her period like right then <laughs> and didn't want to get in the water <laughs> and i was like oh fuck but i mean i we shot amazing stuff on the boat and whatever but i really wanted to use this yeah and i was I, like researching like crazy the night before because i've never shot underwater and, and yeah. i was imagining like the money shots of her being underwater um because we were going out with my friend that um he's a dive instructor okay. and he was gonna like go down and he would have the tank and be able to give us air and like it was going to be sick. Um, you like, had it all planned out. <laughs> oh, yeah, all planned out. But no, it, it worked out. And it's funny how that is. You know how it is, too. Like, when we, with shoots that are sometimes overplanned, I mean, they never turn out the way that you think. Um, and it's the simple ones, anyway, that turn out the best, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I try and have, like, a little rough idea of, like, what I'm doing, what I'm doing it for, like, where I want to shoot, and then I'll get there. And it would just be all different than I ever imagined. <laughs> what made you start the self-portraits, though? Um, actually, I was just, first, like, um, influenced by a friend of mine who was shooting me. And um, he was like, oh, you, have you ever, like, shot pictures of yourself? You should. I was like, oh, really? I don't know. Like, I'm really bad at photography. I don't have an eye. And he's like, just try it. And I did. And I was like, oh, this is actually... I thought, like photography I was something like you had or you didn't have I didn't stupidly think like it's something you can work on and like you yeah know. yeah I'm I sure it, like, I'm um, sure a lot of people like definitely have more of a natural talent for it than others but I never thought of it was something you can work on and so then I was like kind of inspired to keep trying and look at references and be inspired by other people's work and yeah that's kind of what got me into it <laughs> Who who were some of your photographer inspirations? Do you look at like current photographers or past? Um, usually past photographers or yeah, same. Who who's some of your yeah, favorites? a lot of them just like in like individuals on Instagram as well that aren't necessarily doing it um as a profession. Just yeah, I feel like when I see <laughs> just like a, a good photo and it's maybe just like a girl at the beach or like something like that it's like something I can um feel like I can emulate but like in my own way and mm. I don't know just like do you, do you think it's because you're surrounded stuff. you're surrounded by like like you as a model you're surrounded by kind of like you know an upper echelon of photography so you see a lot of times that quote-unquote perfect photo yeah but then you see these more relatable real life almost documentary style because yeah your photography being self-portraits it's it's you taking the picture, you're in control, it's your environment. Um, yeah. It's probably a lot of times places that you're super comfortable, huh? Like home yeah. or wherever. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, it's all like a bit of a discovery of like what I'm doing and why I'm doing it for. But I also, I like the moments where it just feels like a glimpse into like a moment in my life or someone's life rather than like a glamorous sh- like shot for no reason just like an everyday kind of feeling I just had a weird question to ask has it ever made you has it ever made you feel sad um yeah actually when I was like in London I was like traveling and like by myself and I don't love like traveling by myself that much and so I was just like shooting and trying to be creative and yeah I mean I don't know if it made me feel sad, but it's it's such like a quiet thing to do by yourself. So you're very like aware of the solitude and if that's something that you're so it yeah. can be it can be a good feeling, but also if you're in a place where you're like mm. not happy yeah. or comfortable, it kind of like amplifies that feeling a little bit. I've I've only done um a few self portraits and they've usually been like on a shoot with like on one of my shoots that there's been a mirror and I've had an opportunity to like do it and the lights are all set up and whatever. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's because of like the high of, of that shoot and being around, like I, I get like a euphoric feeling from being around, you know, people and on that shoot day and the energy and whatever. Yeah. 
um, that I didn't think about it. But then when I've tried, I've only tried to do it alone like once before. And I was super self-critical of myself, yeah. you know, because um, I, I started out as a model first. And so then when I look in the mirror, I think um, like I kind of wish I like had that same body that I had, which I don't like I don't look the same. <laughs> so I'm like super. So, yeah, I'm really hard on myself. I yeah. was thinking because I, um, uh, I had shared this thing on tangible and I asked people like what they were up to, you know, like during the quarantine and and um, a girl had said that she was going to be doing like working on self-portraits, which I thought was so cool. Oh, yeah, I saw that today. And I was like, oh, shit, she's inspiring because I have I, I got filmed just before they shut down like all the labs here. I don't know what it's like in New York, but I, you can't even go and get, you know, any film here at the moment. Oh, wow. uh, for people listening, if this is like in the future, like we're under quarantine right now. <laughs> Hopefully we're still alive. No. Yeah, send no, film if we're not, please. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, so I have film. I even bought, it's funny, my so my, my dresser that I like keep my film stuff in is like right here. <laughs> but I have, um, where is it at? I have this. Because I shoot, I only have a medium, uh, medium format camera. Oh a couple, yeah, a couple of I them. I have out. that as well. Nice. Which one do you have? Oh no, I mean like the self timer thing. I have, uh, well, I have like a half frame. It's like an Olympus EE two, I think. Oh okay. Yes, I'm talking. Do you do do you know? Because actually, the first year that I shot, I didn't know that there was such a thing as medium format cameras. You, you no. you've definitely been photographed by a photographer. In New York, probably on it's a bigger camera usually. Yeah. Hold up, where's my camera? <laughs> I think I'd know it if I saw it, but I don't. There's different ones, of course. Yes. But, oh yeah. Like this is the one I use, and it's um it's a six four five camera, like six period, and then four five or six uh, x uh, four four and a half, which okay. is the ratio the ratio of the um the size of the film. Mm-hmm. Um. I have like a contact sheet somewhere I could grab. But so you're your 35 millimeter, like let's just pretend and say the neg is about that big. Mm-hmm. My 645 is about that big. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then I used to shoot with a medium six, which is just a little bigger and wider. Yeah. Um, and so those are still medium format, and, and six, seven is the biggest, and then it jumps to like a four by five camera. Have you ever been shot with one of those where they have to put the. Yeah. You have? Nice. Like super old school ones, yeah. Do you did, have you? Did do you remember the photographer by chance? That their name? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Because there's um there's a few in New York that I'm friends with. I'll I'll have to tell them to shoot you. I think you would you would be fascinated by the whole process. Um, it's such a slow, slow and beautiful process. And they would love to shoot you. They're very particular. My one friend Fabrizio. Um he's pretty particular about who he would shoot with this because it's it's expensive it's yeah. super super slow yeah. and if you're not patient um then the image can just you know turn out yeah. it's not not just not turn out very well but um and but he, yeah it like, helps to be aware of the process of like one image rather than like a lot of people take like 5000 images definitely in and a day, you know? i um I am not usually that type of a shooter because I, ha- I have friends. One of my friends, Louis, um, he is the type that would be perfect for that. He doesn't shoot large format, though. But he has this image in his head. Like, he is such an artist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he goes into a shoot, and he's got that one amazing fine art image in his mind that he's going to get and do, right? Mm-hmm. That blows your mind. Like, yeah. And I'm more of like a... Um, Again, my like my next shot comes from my previous shot, you know, and it's like a it's yeah. a it's um I always say that the way I shoot is kind of like dancing, you know, yeah. like sometimes sometimes you're going to lead me. Sometimes I'm going to lead you. Sometimes we're leading together. Um, sometimes when I've photographed girls that they barely speak any English, I'm just like basically mm-hmm. this observer of their solo dance. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's really beautiful. That's And it's kind of the way that I like to shoot. For the most part, because I feel like if I have this one single image in my mind, then it's my image, it's not your image. Yeah. Too. But yeah. Uh, 
it's definitely a creative process between but did you see this trigger yeah you have I, one I of have, these yeah i have that yeah so this is the one it, it uses air and then i don't know if can no, you see I, ha I have it yeah you have it yeah oh sorry you're showing some people watching <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. Um, um i've yet i've yet to use it though actually it's, uh, it's a like interesting process but yeah. it's good and then i'm nervous I kind of want to do it. I like how you do it out in nature, though. You know, I feel like it's a, a very pure way to take a self-portrait. I really want to get my all my other cameras and get up here because. Oh my God, I love the one you did in the snow. <laughs> yeah, I have a few more crazy. from that day. You're crazy. That was torture. <laughs> I love it. Through torture. You did it. You did it for the for the shot. That's all. Yeah. Awesome. It's snowing right um, now. Take some nice photos, but. Yeah. Cold. <laughs> so right now, are you, are you still relying on like automatic settings and things as you're learning about photography? Um, a bit of both. My F3 broke, so uh, I can't use that at the moment. So I only have my um, point and shoot. So that's what broke automatic. about it. Do you know? Oh, Is it I took a it light to. Meter? No, I think it's just full of salt because I took it to um, Sardinia and like the air is mm. super like like full of salt. Yeah. It feels like almost wow. oily everything. So I think like it just I maybe it can be fixed or maybe I can just get a new one. But um, mm. yeah, trying yeah. to get it fixed. Mm. Yeah, That's a I shame. Really like um, yeah, I had an F three and then there's another one called an F E two that. Mm -hmm. It's like the exact same thing, but what I liked more about the F3, by the way, I don't know if you knew, was like the go-to, one of the go-to cameras for journalists mm. back in the day because because it's no, it was known for having a really reliable internal light meter. Yeah. So I, I usually I usually use my, <laughs> I have all these props. Um, <laughs> I usually I always use my um, handheld light meter because yeah. this does not, this does not have one. Okay. This doesn't have a light meter. Um, so if I was out and about shooting and I didn't have this, um, honestly, I'm kind of like a ninja with light now that I could probably get really close. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, this wouldn't tell me what to do. Yeah, uh, I but like I have an app. Three has it inside. Yeah, I use an I use an app too. Have you used that? Yeah, I didn't love the app. I have like the light meter, like one as well so i was kind of mm. using that between that and what the f3 said yeah um but yeah i don't know like it's fun and it's that's for me is like a whole nother side of things i like the point and shoot because i can really focus on just creating huh? yeah creating the yeah. image without like the setup but then i i really liked the reason and also i can do it really by myself with yeah. when i'm using the f3 i it's better to have somebody with me. Mm. I the reason I asked about like the manual and automatic stuff is I was just gonna say that um, like if you were still relying on like automatic settings and things that like my first year of photography I only used aperture priority which is basically like automatic you know yeah um, and I think I took some of my best images that I've taken even since then, because I was able to, like you said, not focus so much on, oh my God, the light, like, okay, it just got cloudy or something. Yeah. I, need to, I need to, I need to stop. And I need to go over and, you know, check a light meter with you. And, and it, yeah. and it, it complemented the way that I like to shoot a lot, which is like not stopping and not stopping you and stuff, you know? So yeah, I kind of yeah, miss that. But then it's like, once you have the, the knowledge, it's, um, I don't know, it's kind of tough to then, um, I guess throw that knowledge away and like do something. Yeah, and I really like uh, you know, like being able to do depth of field. Yes. With yeah. the lens, which you can't really do on a point and shoot. So right. I, I liked playing with that a lot. And also like being able to shoot at night or like like really dark sunset um, mm. without a flash was nice as well. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where where it all goes. Uh, how long have you been modeling for? Um, like 10 years or so. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Veteran. <laughs> How did you, what was your scouting story like? Is it anything 
No, it's not that exciting. I did like, a modeling competition and I won. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you actually like wanted to, to do it? Like, yeah, one of my friends, when I was like 15, I entered. So one of my friends from mm-hmm. school entered and she won. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I want to do that. Yeah, I was like, I want to do that too. But my mom and dad were like, no, we don't want to do it. We don't want to, like, you know, in like small towns, it's kind of more of a scam where they're like, yeah, oh, yeah. you can be a model, but you have to pay for your classes. You have to pay yeah. for this. You have to pay for that. So they were like, no, 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 don't do it. And then I, by winning, I like won all the, the classes and I won the portfolio so they were like okay fine you can do yeah, it yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah um yeah my my good when I was in college my fraternity brother had just started modeling and um he was starting to like travel a little bit and do some cool mm-hmm. shoots and yeah I was just straight up jealous basically yeah and I had a um uh, a friend at the time uh Taylor that I had grown up with that she had been modeling since she was like your yeah 15 14 something like that um and doing like really well and 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 traveling a lot and doing all the fashion week stuff and um I had asked her like if she thought I could do it and um I mean I didn't know what to do you know yeah. <laughs> like, I did, like I'm from Ohio by the way you know and oh, okay um so just like you were saying the scam thing that's like kind of the only thing I've ever really heard about it of people yeah. doing it and um paying a bunch of money and and uh but yeah so then I um yeah I just did did a first shoot with a a family friend that had a camera and um I really liked it and yeah the rest is history I guess but um so you've been uh, in LA mostly yeah I I came I came here like eight years ago um and I lived in New York just for a little bit okay but then I had a manager that um, kind of talked me into getting into acting, which is I had no interest in it. Um, yeah. I, kinda, I don't know. He filled my head with some smoke, to be honest. So then I came back to L.A. and and that was a shame because then when that happened, I had dropped my previous manager. Um, the uh, the old manager was a little butthurt from that because <laughs> I basically terminated the contract early. And yeah. Um, he got me dropped from Wilhelmina, who I was with. It was just like, it was such a petty thing. And then I, I was really discouraged by it. And Yeah, um, it's tough. You're like making all these decisions and have a lot of like opinions and voices. And you're like not trying to burn bridges, but you end up I didn't know it, what to do. You know, I, yeah. I had no, I don't know, I didn't have anyone, any mentors at the time really to yeah. ask about stuff. And I'm also the type of person who like, yeah, I just want, I, I felt like I, I wanted to make the best decision that I could and thought I was. Um, yeah. And I wish I could just go back in time. Um, I would do things so much differently, like with modeling and stuff. But um, I I owe it for leading me to photography. Yeah, totally. You know? Which it sounds yeah. like it's done that for you too, which is cool. Yeah. Have you gotten to shoot any other like models? Like have you done yeah, like full on? Well, I'm kind of like nervous to do it. I, I was really nervous to do it. And then I shot, like, um, one of my friends. And then I just shot her again recently. For, who, is the, who is that? Um, she Her name's Jenny. Okay. You've probably seen her on my Instagram, like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then we just shot for my other friend's label. So we were up here last week together. And um, she brought, like, a bunch of clothes from my friend's new line. And so we were shooting them out oh, cool. in like this. It was like a beautiful sunny day in like this yellow field. And then today I'm looking outside and it's like snowing. Snow. That's crazy. Yeah. How, <laughs> how did that, how'd that shoot feel? It's good. I, it, I was like really nervous the first time. And then I shot one roll of film and I ended up getting like 20 pitches that I really liked. So yeah, I was that's, like, okay. That's a lot. Yeah. I was like, this is good. Cause I, yeah. I don't know why I thought shooting myself would be way, way, way easier, and then I wouldn't be able to translate that to shooting somebody else. But yeah, but yeah. you have ten, 10 years of modeling experience, you know, and um, don't take that for granted. Like yeah. that's hundred percent helped me as a photographer. Yeah. Um, you know, you know how to. Com- I think photography is with fashion is about communication. Like you can communicate with your subject. Yeah, definitely. You know, and in a way um, that they can understand if you've never 
sometimes maybe if you've never been behind a camera you, it's like you're probably a better model because of the photography now too because you're aware oh, yeah, of light so. and um yeah you're probably just really aware of everything well I really liked it as well because it's actually given me so much more confidence in myself because before I thought like I had to like have all of these aspects of like lighting and yeah true professional and like all of these things together to make myself feel like I look good in a picture and then I was getting I mean I was shooting with my friend Brian a lot and I was just seeing these like really raw pictures of myself and I'm like okay I don't need to like suck my cheeks in and like stand in a way I can just like be myself and I really mm. like the photo mm. that comes out of it and so then I started doing the same thing with the like pictures I was taking of myself and I was like getting the same feeling and the images and I was like okay this is like really nice like it gave me a lot more confidence to be a model like, yeah which is weird because I've mm. been doing it for so long but you kind of get caught up in the whole build-up of everything oh my god I know <laughs> um I mean, like, when I look at your, I'm sure when people, like, look at your Instagram and stuff, it, they see, you know, a lot of your beautiful, amazing modeling pictures and stuff. But I think what people don't always see, too, is that it's, um, it's like, not an easy industry, you know. And I think yeah. that, like, hardly anybody understands that unless they've been in it. Um, and the, I mean, I'm just speaking from my own experience, but, like, um, I think it's the ones that often have it seemed like it's all together and um, happy and perfect that it's, uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, it's probably, I know it's, it's really, especially with Instagram, just change, like you can really put out this persona that like you're killing it and everything's amazing. And then <laughs> maybe behind the scenes, that's not how you really feel. And everyone's always like, you're always judging yourself against everybody else and what everyone else is doing. And yeah, yeah. that can be, that can be tough for sure. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was um, I was modeling in Asia, and it was the first time, maybe the only time that anyone's said that I was like fat, you know, like at a casting. Oh and he, my god! He, and he said it in Korean, and then my booker told me like what he had said, and I, um, oh my god, that was a sad day. I remember that night I, I had, uh, I bought like a tub of ice cream. Like you think this, <laughs> you would think this is out of a fucking movie. I, and then I ate, I ate like the whole goddamn thing and I then felt so bad. <laughs> and then I, I tried to make myself throw up because I felt like I was like, that was stupid. And then oh, I couldn't God. make myself throw up. <laughs> and then you feel worse. All I, all I wanted to do was just throw this shit out. <laughs> oh, oh, God. And I, I was like in the best shape of my life. I was like, it was crazy. Oh, my God. I but, know. You hear like the craziest criticism and it kind of stays with you. You're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I um, I did a a podcast with a a friend of mine. Um, he had me on his show, and he we were talking about this a little bit. And he's really good about like kind of digging deep and figuring out like um, his show is called Belly of the Beast, mm -hmm. and it's like about the the struggles that we all overcome, you know. And um, he helped to like kind of dig deep about some of my like like current things that I'm trying to work on and be better at and grow like as just you know a person and how you know some of these kind of past traumas and stuff have like affected that you know mm -hmm. and um I don't know like we started talking about how like for for models I think like for most of us from us for most of them um it's like a, a lot of a lot of no's right it's a lot of no's and not as many yeses and yeah when I was and I think like when you're in like Los Angeles or New York it's um I don't know there's a lot of direct booking and stuff now I feel like but I when I was going to so many in-person go sees and stuff that you kind of could get they didn't often say no right there but you kind of could you kind of knew yeah. what was up you kind of knew and yeah and I, sure. and I and I think that that or they, I mean, you would, you would then find out like from your agent, but yeah. I, I feel, <laughs> I mean, you would get to a point where you're like, okay, I need a yes, like really soon before I, yeah. this isn't, I mean, this isn't good for me. Fashion week is like such a insane version of that where you're, it's happening like eight times a day. And because they're seeing so many people, 
they like usually clients are nice about it even mm. but like during fashion week when it's so blatant in your face you're like yeah. okay like, i know <laughs> has, like has the, that ever happened to you yes like so many times what'd they say i don't it's just like well the mild version of it is like you walk and then they you see every like some girls trying on clothes and for you they're just like okay thank you bye and or like yeah. i've had my card given back to me I'm oh like, god okay you could have just kept that rather than like <laughs> yeah you could throw it you away when i see my card again damn ah. um i had I think the worst thing is when uh, you go to a casting and the client isn't even like grateful that you went there and you're like, but yeah. I had to get ready. I had to take the train or an Uber here. I came in here. I'm using my cards, which I paid for. Yeah. And you won't even like be polite or say like hi or say bye. I just think that's wow. kind of crazy. Yeah. I love go sees. Like when I, I do, I do some casting. Yeah. And um, I love them. I bring my yeah. Polaroid camera. I, I take Polaroids. I talk, whatever. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate to hear. I'm sure that is an all too common thing. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's rare for sure. And you know maybe good. maybe they're just having like a a bad day, so give them a little get out of jail free card. But I know. guess. <laughs> uh, did you do Fashion Week this past year? This year. Um, no, I did like two shows just for like clients who I've worked with before, but mm. I didn't do like the the whole thing. <laughs> do you do you like doing runway? I did a few things and I always loved it. Like just the yeah. interview. I like Not it, yeah. Castings I, and all that tough, you know, the bullshit. But once you get into like the middle of it and like yeah. you're doing a show season, you have like lots of shows, yeah, the, the energy is amazing, especially I always loved Paris. That was my favorite. It's like really? the end, the end week, and it's like all these amazing shows. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Back in the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! You're talking like you're old. You're not old. I mean, yeah, I'm not old, but. Well, you have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Um, okay. Deep question. What What do you think modeling has like taught you that if you weren't modeling and you wouldn't you wouldn't have gained you know, all this experience, because you have, you I mean, it's a ton of experience, you've traveled, traveled so much, and yeah, well, first of all, I would never, I don't think I would have ever have left my hometown, I think I would still be there, what's the name of your hometown, Perth, in Australia, Perth. Oh, okay, yeah. I have heard of that, yeah, we're not, we're not I don't know, far. I don't know where it's at in Australia, but I've heard of it, it's like the opposite side to Sydney, so it's like the LA to New York, mm -hmm. so yeah, I think, that is the main thing. Um, I think, ugh, I don't know. I guess just dealing with rejection and gaining a sense of like self confidence. But it's taken a, it, it takes a long time and it's been like a slow process. It's not like I learned it all in like oh, yeah, one year sure. and I'm like ready to go. It's like it's been a very long process. But I think I think like people learn that in life anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some people never learn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think like that. Um, I really, I think models are amazing because I, I think y'all have so much life experience and. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, it's like every job you do, you're surrounded by a different team. You got to think about how like, like yeah. what what that does to someone in an amazing what it can do in an amazing way like if you have a regular nine to five job you know you're seeing the same people every day yeah and, and because of that i think it's like not to say it's hard or impossible to grow but um i think as a model surrounded by all these different creatives and you know most of the people on a shoot are there because they love what they do you know i don't think anyone like really yeah. wants to be a makeup artist to be rich you know you do it because you you <laughs> you yeah. love it yeah. we're all <laughs> yeah spoiler alert most of us are pretty broke um <laughs> when you're shooting editorial like five times a week yeah yeah oh it'll be good for you there'll be an opportunity it'll be good yeah. it'll be... Yeah. they have a lot of exposure <laughs> <laughs> no ed editorial is i mean that's my and it does it does come around but there's yeah. sometimes it feels a little like oh, yeah you're like throw me a bone i need some money yeah yeah, but I, I feel you. That's cool. Um, what was I going to say? Um, do you have brothers and sisters? 
Yeah, I have uh, three sisters and a brother. Oh, I have three sisters. No brothers. Oh, really? Yeah, three younger. Oh. Are I they mean, all in Perth? Yeah, everyone's in Perth. I'm the second youngest, so. Have they come to New York? All, uh, my brother has, and my mom and dad have, but the rest haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were, were going to be coming. Well, some of them were going to be coming in May, but. Uh, when are you getting like, married? Yeah, in May. Well, not anymore. Oh, really? That's well, quick, though. That was a. Because I saw you got engaged not too long ago, no? Yeah, so we got engaged in December. Um, but yeah, no flights are happening, so. Mm. I'm, or we'll still be in quarantine. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Keep an eye on things because when. Obviously, everything lifts. Uh, fingers crossed that maybe your family can get really affordable flights, though. Yeah. Could be a positive. I mean, it's probably so expensive normally. Yeah. I know. I'm going to book my flight back to Australia for Christmas, like, now. Right <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, First we'll class. be good by Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what are some of your goals for yourself? It doesn't even have to be about your self-portrait series doesn't even have to be on modeling it could be um i'd love to see you do a gallery show like i'd come to new york for that uh, that is definitely one of my goals i'd love to i mean for me my the first step of that goal is to even just get like one of my portraits into a gallery show or i, I mean i i would like to see you personally do do your own unless that the work that it was beside um that was beside yours compliments it well mm -hmm. because i mean if it was just next to next to just anything it i don't know i think people need to i think you could do a cool show like um an, an immersive show if you really yeah. could think about it and um if you do i could try to think of some ideas for you because uh, my favorite types of shows are ones when when you don't just do like a lap and feel like it's time to leave you know yeah. what I mean? And obviously, if you are the photographer and your subject, I mean, you could be doing like your own, you could do a self-portrait there. Like it could be, yeah. it'd be really cool. And um, I mean, you only have, you only have one first show, right? So yeah. you, you could always have your work side by side other people's um, in the future. And That's true. I mean, you know, you have like an awesome, you know, network of friends and colleagues and stuff that would come and support i think and yeah. you have and you have the body of work for it too you know i think you do um, I, feel like I i took like a little break from shooting just because uh i was in the city a lot and i'm not really inspired by the city like where i was in my apartment i've mm. shot a lot there so i took a break but now i'm like wanting to get back into it and then i feel like my body of work is it's okay but i want i definitely like want to add more to it before yeah. I feel like I'd be ready to like show something because it could be a um it depends on the space but it could be you know less pieces but even like slightly bigger or yeah um yeah well keep you me, know if you have any ideas how oh, I will yeah. <laughs> um no I love it because I did uh I did two shows recently that were my my first and I did them because I, I spent six months in London um, last year and some of the photographers there would do these. The community there is amazing. Like, have you spent time there, of course? Mm -mm. No? No? Okay. The, the photography community there is unbelievable. Um, you would love it. Like, they're obsessed. <laughs> they're like the most obsessed with film um, <laughs> city I've ever been in. You know, because they all, they all print, too, like in the dark room. And yeah. that's something where... Um, I have a feeling that you would enjoy that because it sounds like you're like a very tactile person. Like you like to be outside and, and stuff like that. And yeah. there's, there's something about when you're in the dark room, like you're like you, I never thought of myself as an artist, as a photographer, like mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a photographer, but then yeah. when you start printing in the dark room, it's like, Oh fuck, like I'm an artist. Cause you're in there and <laughs> you're like doing calculations and stuff like with, with everything and the yeah. density of, of the color that you're adding or with the black and white and contrast and you're you're in there dodging and burning i don't know if you've ever seen that happen like i mean the light I did it in high school you but did that was oh a cool long time ago now. <laughs> yeah. I, I i never had the opportunity to take photography in school we were probably just like being 
horrible children in the dark room instead of actually learning about photography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss high school. No worries, except what girl to chase after. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but Lon Lon they, these photographers in London would do, and they, they do still, um, like a lot of open studios and things because mm -hmm. like when you're, when you print your work, I mean, you already have it printed. That's like half the battle of, of showing it. Yeah. And um, for most of these shows that they were doing, they didn't even call them shows. Again, they would just call them like an open studio because they, they wouldn't even frame them. And oftentimes they wouldn't even be for sale. But yeah. it would be like their most recent editorial that like tomorrow it's coming out to the world and tonight I'm going to show it in person because I slaved over it in the dark room and stuff. And then, and then it goes in a box, you know, like your prints go in a box and it goes in your closet or whatever, but yeah. they wanted, they wanted to show it. And, and then when I came back to LA, there Wait, was like, what, that was in London, you said? Yeah. Oh, cool. I showed my stuff here, but when I was there, I was inspired. And oh, cool. so yeah. then when I, when I got back to LA, I felt um, like there was like a moment when I was like, just kind of frustrated with the, the scene here of, I just felt like LA operates on extremes. I think like um, you have a gallery show that's like red carpet and VIP list and sponsors and like <laughs> the frames are like $2,000 each and you know, it puts the photographer in debt and they get to do one <laughs> in their yeah. life. Or I've gone to shows here that I'm like, it's, you know, just the medium isn't that great. And the, the um, you know, the people that are there aren't, like super supportive or like um also that creative or something I don't know it just felt like it was like just these really opposite yeah. opposite extremes and I was like there needs to be kind of like a middle ground that I felt like London was doing yeah. and um and yeah it was it was cool I did these two shows one of them was just of one subject and then the most recent one was um seven different models and it was just my like seven most recent shoots yeah and so before showing them like on social media you know I was just like I want to show these in person yeah um and like I had them for sale and stuff but that wasn't like the purpose the the purpose for me was just to to show them really yeah. um yeah I like that because I feel like you can't also get caught up in trying to find like the perfect group of photos and feel like you have to oh, feel a certain way to be ready but like you might I, Never I did spend like a lot of time curating. I mean, it was it was yeah without a doubt like I, I it was a lot of work and a lot of time. I actually did the most recent one at my favorite um, taco stand. It's a twenty four hour <laughs> taco place. Yeah, it was That's it was awesome. fucking sick. Yeah, I was nervous to ask them, um, but the general manager was like, "Yeah, of course." And I had like this whole <laughs> speech ready to try to persuade him, but he said, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, he's, awesome. like, I, he's like, I don't care. He's like, he's like, can we still sell tacos? I was like, yeah, that's the point. You know, like, oh God, I'll so bring fun. you business. People will buy stuff. And then there'll be art and da, da 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 da. And he was like, yeah, it sounds great. And I was like, okay, can I play my music? And he was like, yeah. Because I, like, no, I, no. I, I wanted to play like my, my 90s R&B playlist in, in the taco stand. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a, it's a cool, a really cool feeling to, um, to see your work in print for other for other people to see it, it yeah. that was, I mean that was for other people I feel like because yeah. I, I, I think that um, I don't know how you feel about like the current landscape of photography and fashion and stuff but um, I feel that everything is like so saturated right now and it's also so easy to scroll past something you know what I mean and yeah um, like for someone, for example, to see your self-portrait like printed and add a thing, it's like they get a chance to like really stop and look at it. And maybe underneath you wrote yeah. something about where you are and what you were thinking and what was going on in your life or just something, you know what I mean? And it's like with social media, people just don't, we'd like to think they have the time and energy to, to appreciate it, but they don't. Um, that's, it's not a, you know, it's not a gallery. Um, and also social media is like there's certain things you want to post and there's certain things you don't like and a lot of my self-portraits are like nudity and so I don't there's some which not that they're like sexual or, or whatever but it's just yeah you do like filter yourself 
differently on social media than you would if you were like making a book or doing a gallery show. Yeah, like I have a lot of, uh, I have so many personal shoots that I've done that I don't share on social media for that reason of like, I just don't think they'll be appreciated. Yeah. So why, I, there's no point in sharing. Because really, I mean, other than the aspect of social media where I'll share something more personal about my life or like a photo of my nephew or something, um, the photos of my photography, that's not for me on social media, obviously. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. like we share it on social media for other people. Yeah, totally. Um, and I know like a lot of people would say, I mean, I do. Th it's important to, sh to I think, sh share what you want, which you, what you like, of course. But yeah. um, I don't know, it's so tricky. It's so tricky because yeah. then we I, I, I sometimes will. I hope I hope Instagram gets rid of the likes. They've talked about doing that. Is that mm -hmm. right? Have you heard about yeah. that? That would be freaking awesome i would be so stoked for that because i yeah. sometimes will archive my pictures that i love because I i'll see <laughs> and i'm but then i don't know if it's because i didn't like it or if it was bad timing and either way at the end of the day i'll just like archive it because i'm like it looks but then no one cares no one cares yeah no one, no one cares if that photo got a hundred less likes than the other no one gives a shit yeah, but then we do some people. sometimes I or know, i don't know maybe you don't but i do some i try it's not it's like to. an interesting way to see what people like of your work but then you I mean because I I've sat down with like my agency and like the social media person there and they've gone through my whole Instagram and it also depends on who your followers are yeah it's different as opinion. to what your photos are getting likes and so yeah. it's like a weird um audience you have to work out who your audience is and this whole thing and it's yeah. you shouldn't base your work on social like what you, what you think is good on social media likes. Cause... I had an am amazing conversation yeah. with somebody recently that I think this sums it up perfectly that mm. most people who follow us, uh, no offense to our followers, but like mo most people, are, it's like more mainstream and they, they don't have the same taste. I won't say they have, uh, I was going to say they have bad yeah. taste, but I, I won't say that because there's no bad or good. It's just, they don't have the yeah, same. They just have different tastes. Experiences and, and, uh, um, oh, I really want to say bad taste, but I won't. <laughs> um, so it's um, like, why, so why are we letting, yeah, people get in our head, um, yeah. that, uh, that don't, that don't quite understand, you know, oh, social media. Have you started yeah. a TikTok yet? Me neither. No. I thought about it, but I don't know what I would do on there. Cause I'm not very funny. And I, th I feel like it's like a great place for people that are funny, you know? Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Have you noticed though, people like because of the quarantine, people are starting TikToks like left and right. Yeah, I know. I've like it's it's has popped into my mind, but then I haven't even been on TikTok. I don't know what people do on there, so I'm like, ah, I just, it's all right. I'll just. I, yeah, I don't. That. I don't know. I just noticed people like dancing and shit. But you have. I mean, it's like the fastest. It is the fastest downloaded app or whatever right now, more than oh. more than anything. Yeah. Um. So who knows? But yeah, I can't dance, so I don't know what I would no, do. I, mean, <laughs> no, I shouldn't. But I don't. Um, so you're not inspired that much by the city, but you're inspired by like nature. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I can't. Um, <laughs> What's your cat's name? Lola. Lola. Oh, wow, Lola, um, Lola's got some claws. Yeah, she's like, oh my gosh, digging in. Oh my god. <laughs> um yeah. I you, what is it? Is there anything else city? that inspires you? Um Do you watch movies or Yeah. <laughs> I think I think when you start um a, as you start shooting more more people other than yourself, it uh it becomes a, it becomes a lot of fun to to research and look up like past yeah. works and like um do you have like a saved instagram board for like any concepts and stuff like that maybe oh yeah yeah i have like uh, ones for me ones for friends oh ones cool for city ones for nature like i have a lot of them um but yeah i don't know i feel like i'm more ins just because everything's on instagram i'm more inspired i don't like buy fashion magazines and like look at the latest vogue to get inspired by well, yeah i don't i don't like a lot of new 
no. bought any new publications, you know. I think fashion's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of funny because they, um, it's funny because I feel like they are stricter on rules with, like, next season's fashion stuff now than they were in the 90s when social media wasn't around and when fashion was slower then than it is now. Fas- fashion's way faster now. Yeah. But does that make sense? I feel like there's way more rules. And, oh, yeah, totally. You, know, you, know, you see cover... Like this designer with that designer, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're shooting... Chanel, like, I don't know, Chanel, for example, the whole look has to be Chanel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Cover stories are all shot in studio and they're just so safe, you know, because everyone wants to be comfortable when you're working with egos and celebrities. And it's like they want you to be, yeah. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I'm just not really. I mean, definitely every now and then, but I, I really don't even look at it. So I couldn't say if I am inspired or not by what mm. is currently in all the there's magazines. A, there's a couple that I really like. Um, and there's some good... Obviously, New York has great magazine newsstands. Um, and they carry some of the... Most of the ones that I like are London-based, actually. Yeah. Um, magazine. But um, Office is pretty good. I think you might like Office. Mm-hmm. They're based yeah. in, in New York. Uh, I have... Um, a challenge for you i mm-hmm. i think a really cool challenge for this year okay. would be to um for you to publish a editorial of your self-portrait series actually this is like a multi this is like a multi-faceted challenge right here okay, okay. so step step one ha- have you gotten your self-portraits published as an editorial mm-hmm. okay so that's step one like shoot a new, like a new series for yeah. a publication. Like maybe they want you to do the fashion they want. I have no idea, but I, you know, for print, for print too, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. And second, um, the gallery show on the self portrait series, and third, a editorial that you shoot of another model to publish that. That'd, that'd be pretty, pretty good goals. I mean, they're definitely my goals, but um, yeah. yeah, I just feel like I. it's weird when you're a model and everyone kind of like takes care of your career for you and like sends all the emails and contacts people. So now mm. I'm like, okay, I have to contact people to be like, yes. hey, <laughs> and you feel like, oh, how do I do that? <laughs> no, I feel you. Yeah. Well, but, um, no, that's definitely a goal. I've, I've reached out to a couple of people but um yeah i definitely want to do that more you you may already you probably already have this uh insight but just in case you don't because i it took me until kind of recently to figure this out mm-hmm. um i feel like the biggest kind of keys to the pieces of the puzzle or keys to the to figuring it all out is um the stylist stylist oh have the power and relationships with the magazines Mm. like they're the ones that have they're kind of the best communication yeah like especially if um, most magazines have a fashion editor and if you talk with them like that's the decision maker like you don't want to talk to the editor-in-chief they don't want to talk about this like they're worried about advertising and stuff like that but the fashion editor they kind of make the decisions on um like the new shoots and things like that and the shoots that are available in the net. And they also know the themes that are upcoming. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? Um, but, and then the second thing is casting directors, which obviously if you're shooting yourself, you don't need one. But for the, for the, um, for the one that you would shoot of somebody else, you also probably have, you know, amazing friends that are models too, of course. But if you wanted to work with like um, someone in kind of that iconic, like iconic status for like a cover type of a shoot, I've noticed that cast and directors are the ones that have those relationships because like, let's say you wanted to email, I don't know, who's like a really big model that you just think is like badass? Mm, I don't know. Or even an icon like Christy Turlington, for example. Yeah. So if you wanted to work with Christy, which we recently were talking with her team about, doing a shoot and I happen to know that she's like really interested in only doing projects that 
are um, advantageous to to the. She started like a nonprofit um, for mothers. Oh, yeah, I think it's called every mother. I think it's called every mom or every mother counts. Yeah, I think I've I've seen that. And um, but I, if you yourself just kind of, and that's not to say that you 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 couldn't, but if you, it's a little different than. If you yourself is re- reaching out to Christie's team or something, then um, the casting director who that casting director may have like a couple months ago booked her on like a $50,000 job. And so then now they have, you know, a little bit of a relationship and like yeah. a, a thing. Um, and I've also heard that right from like, you know, directors of agencies, their mouths saying like, yeah. You know, it's like we can't say no sometimes. Like the casting directors will, they'll kind of, they'll over, they'll, they'll slightly overstep and ask for like a pretty yeah, big Yeah, they model. have like a little bit of a pull because like she wants then to they keep could take, good books and blah, blah, blah. Because then that casting director could take those clients somewhere yeah. else. Um, and to make that, to make that conversation like more relatable, relatable to people who aren't necessarily a photographer or something, I've just, I've lately become more aware of um, like leverage is really mm-hmm. important and and just being super aware of not just like what you want, like your goal and stuff like to shoot the editorial is also think about like that magazine and just put yourself in like slow down and like think about what that magazine actually wants and how each magazine is different and they have different needs and like do your research and like reaching out the, the email that you would send to a biannual publication is a little different than a monthly one. Again, the monthly one is like way more, they're way more worried about making sure it's like next season's fashion, like in current stuff. Um, They also probably have like the next month or two issues kind of figured out. So you'd be shooting like, you know, um, down the line and like make sure you have your team figured out and blah, blah, blah. Cause when I, I'm just saying all this cause when I first would reach out to magazines, I feel like I was, it was like baking a cake and I was missing one of the ingredients. You know what I mean? And yeah, and it would be like, you wouldn't, cause you, every other ingredient was like, I, you know, cause I, I'm aware of the industry and I've been around it that I felt like I was like, Oh, this is like, you know, I'm sending them everything that they need. Yeah. And, and like, why would they say no kind of a thing to this amazing, like this proposal, like me thinking yeah. that I'm giving them something that they couldn't get from somebody else or whatever. But yeah. if you're missing like one of those big steps then um yeah it ruins the recipe i don't know yeah that makes sense that's my my kind of vague abstract (laughs) advice (laughs) Um, yeah no that's definitely helpful i mean i i feel like for me i have to think about like what is it that i can offer them like why why me over someone else and uh well your con your your concept and what you can the final result all they all they want is the result you know they just want they want the images to be what you're saying you can do you know like if you start making references of uh 80s 80s spanish vogue like you better be able to do it (laughs) and and you better be able to have like the stylist who can get those kinds of things and all that I mean, we all have this amazing opportunity because that's how we have to look at it. This quarantine is an opportunity um, as tragic as it is and it's affecting people in lots of different ways. Yeah. But um, at least for for you and I um, and for creatives and things and even people who have like been laid off, like my friend yesterday had said he was laid off, which is terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's fuck it's not the best time to either to be sending out resumes either like who's hiring you know what i mean yeah so and that would be a bad use of someone's time like i feel like it's a great opportunity to um to to slow down and to focus on like the homework so to speak so that when this is all said done you can go after it like i was talking Um, with lucas yesterday about how i have i have a spreadsheet that i call like my hit list with all the magazines that i want to shoot for the editor's names, email addresses as I find them and as I've reached out to them and all that. And I, you know, I say like the last date that I contacted them and I have a notes tab that says like, you know, what it was for or like what mood board I attached. And the biggest thing that I need to work on that I'm going to over this quarantine is um, making my mood boards because I kind of told you how the way I, 
the way I, I hate mood boards. You talk to if you there's been interviews with like Helma Newton and all these guys back in the day that they never made mood boards. Mm-hmm. You know, to ask me what I'm gonna shoot of you is like insane. Because yeah. the images I'm gonna take of you are are gonna be completely different. Yeah. I understand I understand though like having a direction and where you wanna go, but just I don't vibe, it, I think it's just I also think um, magazines don't know they're not also being aware of of us. And I think that they treat mannequin—I mean, models like mannequins—a lot of times because they'll want a mood board before I even know who I'm shooting. And I'm like, if I'm shooting yeah, Rose <laughs> or Ashley, they're different people and they're different yeah. vibes and they have different personalities. And I would shoot them completely different. So for me to make a mood board that's the same for both of you is kind of like, again, I'm not treating you like an individual. I'm treating you like the same. Um, yeah. But I—I—I I, I keep on making that. I keep complaining and making that excuse that I, you know, this is the way that I shoot and, and I have to, you have to just play the, not play the game a little bit, but I know that they want a mood board and I have yeah. a million, I have a million concepts I want to do. So I might as well just put them together. Yeah, and, put and now I have the time to do it. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't mind putting mood boards together, but yeah, it's, they're very loose when, yeah. It comes to like what well, you that's get good. from that's good advice actually that you and I don't know, I kind of said was I, I should just kind of make them just looser and not so strict. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh we're coming up on an hour okay. of this amazing call, which is not bad. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, um Brittany yesterday, um, my friend, she kind of ended by saying what her life mantra was now granted someone had like just asked her that that morning so she kind of had it like life and, mantra mantra mantra, yeah. mantra. like oh. what did she say oh hers was just like honesty and well i'll show so yeah hers is honesty and i'll tell you what mine is too so then you can like have some more time to think about it because i just ambushed you on your life mantra because it's very yeah. important you know you need to you need to know your life mantra and so my Growing up, my my football coach, he would say at the beginning of every practice, today is a great day to get a little bit better. And I have that written right above um, like my workstation. And I look at it every day and read it every day. Um, and to add to that, though, to make it like a little bit more my own mantra, Brittany and I were talking. Um, because one of the things that she had said, too, in our conversation was, that she's trying to like let loose a little more and she's like a very very hard worker you know and mm-hmm. and she just needs she, she wants to just you know enjoy life a little more and not take it so seriously and everything and, and I'm the same way hence me reading that thing every day and taking life kind of seriously trying to get better and better and better so I think yeah. it's for me it's you know today's a great day to get a little bit better but also to you know remember to enjoy the ride so um mm-hmm. yours doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be poetic. It could be a single word, a phrase. Um, You're not locked into this forever. Yeah. Um, I think... It's like words to live by, I guess, you know? Yeah, I think um, something like to be, uh, be as happy as you can be from wherever you are. Okay. You know, like... It's kind of work. It kind of works with your one. So every day you can be a little better. Like you don't have to be, you know, Oprah Winfrey by the by the end of the day. But if you woke up and you weren't feeling great, well, you can have a shower and you can yeah, hair. And every day I feel like every day is like that. So like just to be take everything as it is and work find a way to be a little bit happier and everything's in a positive progression from there i love it it's very simple and that's how life should be to be honest it's not shouldn't be rocket science um you were a little nervous about this was it okay was it a good good chat yeah it was good i know i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna say like i don't have any wisdom you shared a shit ton of wisdom by the way just so you know thank you yeah, we, I didn't know I did, but that's good to hear. Our own unique journey in life to share. Look how much it's snowing out here. Yeah, let me see this. 
Wow, so pretty. Gone crazy. It's like huge things falling down. I'm gonna go on a run with my shirt off after this. In sunny LA. Yeah, and it's not. No, the sun. I mean, the snow. Like beautiful. Hmm? Beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, but it kind of sucks because it's gonna be there for a few days now. (laughs) But it's fine. It's just that first day that's really pretty, you know. Yeah. Then it turns to ice, and you're gonna like slip and fall over. (laughs) And slush. Yeah, we had plenty of snow in Ohio. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Um, well, I hope to meet you someday in person and to, yeah. to shoot. Yeah, for sure. Be cool. All right, Rose, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you for all the <laughs> encouragement on my work. So oh, I think, I think it's amazing. You're wildly talented. Thank you. You too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye.